guys. Welcome to episode 22 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. <sighs> I'm Mr. Combo number five, and my fellow host is secretly a Vorthos at heart. How dare Big you? Tuck. How dare you? <laughs> uh, hey, Mr. Combo. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm I heard. Good. I think all of us were up late last night. <laughs> yep. Which indeed, is foolish indeed. on the biggest day of the show. Yeah, pretty mark? much. Yeah, because we are recording our debate uh, later today. Yeah. Uh, Yay, little yeah, applause. I'm about that. Yeah, little applause. Uh, also, real quick, I got a hot tip for you for your Vorthos nerds out there. Suck it. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning into the podcast, guys. And this was only able to happen because we have an awesome producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here in KC. What up, Squee? Oh, you got me up before noon, boys. I'm sleepy. Yeah. Out. I know. This is... I know. We're, all of our energy is just yeah. a little down. That's why, like, you gotta you gotta power through. You gotta feel it. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> gotta go and slap I got, yourself. I got in fourteen the face. ounces of coffee down. Fourteen yeah. to go, and we'll be back. <laughs> exactly. This vitamin water is really gonna perk me up. So there you go. Pretty excited about that. Um, also, guys, if you want to know more ways to support the CMD Tower team and all the content we produce, uh, head over to our sponsor, Level1GameShop.com. They sell magic accessory like the sweet, exclusive CMD Tower playmats and Matt 100 pack sleeves. Uh, the sleeves are crazy durable. Literally, I took one of them, tried to yeah. destroy it, and no go. And, and Mr. Combo is, in fact, a unit, as they say. <laughs> a unit. So, a unit. Huh. Not uh, a eunuch. A unit. 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 Uh, they also have sweet uh, TCG player store with over a 99% accuracy rating and crazy super competitive prices. So, uh, you know, head over, support, support our sponsor. Um, also, another way to support the show is to head over to our Patreon. Had a bunch of people ask for it, so it now exists. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower. Uh, we have four different pledge levels and rewards vary from just getting access to the sweet new Discord or getting your own set of CMD Tower playmats and sleeves. Uh, of course, the free way is just to share the content you're already listening to. Every little bit of interaction from the collective definitely like helps do we have um, a so since i'm now doing this do we have a hashtag or something for the collective Ooh, we should create one but i mean that could great get us like some crazy scientologists if they play edh then, then go to patreon them, right? and yeah. support the cast Why yeah not? exactly there we go um, also, every episode, we want to give a big shout out to the music provided by Pink Royal. And of course, stay tuned till the end to get more details on how you can win a Theros Beyond Death bundle in January provided by Level One Game Shop. Now, question for you. I haven't, I haven't looked. Do those bundles also come with the lands? Do they come with... Ooh, I, don't, I don't know the, if they've actually the cool announced ones? it okay. yet. Uh, I mean, of course, by the time they hear this, it will it have been be announced. <laughs> but in December, it has not been announced. Well, because yeah, like Amonkhet, if you bought the bundle, it came with like 10 of each of the basics in the full art. So sweet. That was, those, those yeah, millions those are great. hot. Yeah, look great. So hey, Bruce and Builds is our deck test series, guys. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have in our Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those Path to 32 decks, but hey, in a cool manner of brewing some beers. So we broke it down into four categories. The first one is ramp and setting your board state. That's going to be related to the grain build. Yes, and grains are the foundation of a beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts using about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the end alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specific specialty cards. The next one's going to be, how did your board interact with everyone else at the table? That's called the hot profile. <laughs> Hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of stands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. Are you okay? You all right? I, well, you took a bite and then like went into it. So it's just funny. Uh, the third one's going to be, how does your deck actually win so you can go home and finish The Mandalorian since the last episode came out today in December? Uh, that's called yeast. Uh, yes, and yeast are microorganisms that actually eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. 
without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water, just like this vanilla double shot energy from Starbucks. There you go. Cha-ching. Uh, without yeast, uh, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. Then the last ingredient to kind of finish out that build of your deck, uh, we're calling this shenanigans. These can be pet cards or synergies that are just in the deck to be fun. You may have an emotional attachment sure. to them. This is going to be the spice package. Yes, um, and not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turns an IPA into a double IPA, or imperial IPA. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then to kind of seal off the podcast, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be Big Tux and myself's recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation with no budget. The only restriction is no mana only lands. There it is. We there got it is. Very it's, concise. It's, yes. It's, it's, it's smooth. It's, yeah, you're start, it really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> uh, so without further ado, let's get brewing. Yeah. Today, we're talking Big Tux Azorius 2. Token deck, Temet, Vizier of Tokens. Yeah, this is a fun one. Um, so I wanted to do something that was kind of breaking the color pie. So this okay. was, I built this definitely right around. does. Yes, totally. So it's definitely a weird deck. Um, and this also was right around the time when I built my Wart Raid Mother deck that broke the green red color pie. That's okay. why I spell slinger. So it's kind of in that same vein of um, it's a deck that's kind of aggressive. It's like a blue white deck that's aggressive and like wins, lives and dies in the combat zone kind yeah. of. Um, but where they really screwed up is the commander. So the commander that we have here is Temet Vizier of Nak. Oh, not gonna, not gonna read it. Noctamon. Noctamon. Yeah. Yeah. So, but where they really blew this is clearly this is supposed to be King Tut, right? Like the yeah, way he's wearing sure. everything. But what they should have made is a ten ten common, because King Tut's actual name is two ten common. Oh. oh, I like it. Yeah, That's funny. Thanks, Landon from seven years ago it's a joke that keeps on giving so anyways he's a weird one so uh azorius so white blue for a 2-2 human cleric irrelevant irrelevant <laughs> completely irrelevant at the beginning of combat on your turn target creature you control gets plus target token creature yeah, thank you important. target target token creature you control gets plus one plus one until end of turn it can't be blocked this turn and then he also has the embalm mechanic, which I don't think we'll see anytime soon. Really? Maybe. I mean, I hope so. I like it. I think it's a cool design space. Oh, you just mean like read coming. I mean, we're not going to see it until we go back to Omnicat. Yeah, right. So, so whenever that's going to be. But no, it's a, it's a sweet ability because yeah. basically you pay two mana to play him at first. Right. He dies. You let him go to the yard, then pay five mana. Right. And then he costs four, then five, then six, then five. Ex exactly. Yeah. And then embalm. So what happens is it's three colorless and Azorius. Um, then you exile the card from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a white zombie human cleric with no mana cost. So, the, and you can embalm only and, as a sorcerer. And sorcery. you can embalm as a sorcerer, correct? Yeah. So, um, I think this is, there's been some really weird builds of him floating around. I've actually never seen another one of these out in the wild anywhere. And um, some of them kind of do a little bit more of like they bake in sacrifice effects intentionally to make him a token. Okay. And then they suit that token up on himself. Oh. And then, and then like, you start swinging. Yeah, so it's kind of like a Voltron but does his there. token count for command damage? No, and that's the weird thing on that's it too. Weird. Yeah, like and that's the other thing that's confusing too is like I don't yeah, I don't think the token actually counts for command damage. Hmm. But it does count for infect and sure. other, and other things in there. So, um I have a couple of equipment in here and this is definitely it's it's weird because this deck can have uh having a two drop commander, this deck can definitely have some like pretty quick starts out of the gate. But in reality, it's kind of like more of a mid-range. It ends up playing more like a mid-range control deck, right? So there's a few heavy hitter cards in here, which is indicative of the CMC curve, which is 3.8. 
which I was like was way surprised to Real see. Real high. Yeah, and it's like, and I don't know how that happened because all blue and white stuff is fair, it's like usually lower costed. Sure. But when I first started playing this, I kind of played it just more like generic tokens and okay. it didn't really do much. And then my a friend of mine that I played with in Chicago was like, no, 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 no. The way you got to build these is you'd build like, you put in effects that make token of like big bruiser creatures, huh. then suit those up and go into the red zone. All right. So I mean, I'm, I, it, this is definitely an interesting deck. Uh, why don't we uh, kind of dive into it? Uh, yeah. Why don't you start off with the rampant grain bill? What's your first card? Yeah, sure. So the first one I want to talk about is a staple slash standard that I don't think we brought up yet. Okay. And it's kind of crazy that we haven't because it's really good. So I want to talk about fact or fiction. Oh, yeah. Okay. So or. Fah, as a lot of people call it. So FOF. So three colorless and a blue for an instant. Um, reveal the top five cards of your library. Then opponent opponent separates those cards into two piles. Put one pile in your hand and the other into your graveyard. So I, I feel like the way that this card is supposed to work in this deck is I don't just care gives, what you put into the yes, yard. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's like ideal with it. Um, or someone just gives you five and zero, which is the, the best way you can go. I'm, who would ever do that? I've done it and like, so that's like that's, someone you manipulate. Yeah. Well, yes. And like, or make a deal with. Right. And I think that's why this card is so great in commander because you get to choose who the opponent is. Right. Sure. So you're like, hey, buddy, I'm going to cast this. I'm not even going to look at them. Right. So I don't even know what you're doing or and obviously you're supposed to reveal them, but you can yeah. you know, play, play by the rules there. And then they can say, like, if you split those into five and zero, I won't cast a single card off of that on you. And then they usually call the bullshit and give you your normal three and two pile. Um, <laughs> but I think like the thing I like the most about this is since you have a choice, it also lets you pretty much choose at a cost one card in the top five. Sure. Right. So like if you want that Cyclonic Rift or if you want that whatever yeah. you want, you know, um, the uh, Planeswalker or Counterspell, you're always able to get it. Sure. Um, I've noticed, though, that there's like. People who are really good at splits and people that are horrible at them. Yeah. So um, the people that are really good at them are really good at assessing the one card that you want and make it such that like you have to take the biggest penalty to take it. Yep. Whether it's a land or anything there. Yeah. So I I like this card a lot. Um, yeah. Any, anytime I ever am chosen as the opponent, I always try to do two lands. Yes. And the one card that you want. And then the two the, And then others. the other ones you yeah. got to go. Right. So it's then, like, do you just want lands and the card? Right. Or do you want the better value? <laughs> you actually want to do something with it. Yeah. So anyways, we haven't talked about it. And I just wanted to I wanted to bring it up here because I don't know how many other decks I have. It. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, my first one is... Uh, I, I feel like he and Timmet are kind of buzzy buddies. We're talking Vizier of Many Faces. Yeah, yeah, that's my dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this card's great, especially for this yes. deck. So this is two colorless blue blue creature shapeshifter cleric. Zero, zero. You might say, why is it a zero, zero? Yeah. Well, you may have it, which is interesting that it's a may effect, not just yeah, well, enters the be Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to choose it to be. Well, I guess it could die. Yeah, because you can just target nothing and then it just dies. But then you can embalm it and come it back as a token. That's okay. So, I mean, that's a that is a stretch. stretch. That is a big stretch. <laughs> well, yeah, you may have a zero many faces ETB as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, which is great because yes. basically you get to have it become anything that your opponents have. Right. So if they have something better, it's kind of like the Sheldon deck that we did a few weeks back uh, to where it's, hey, I'm going to use your best stuff against you. Right. Um, and then if you have it embalmed, it's a token yeah, with no right. mana cost and it's white and a zombie in addition to all the other types. So basically basically four mana and the bomb is three colorless blue blue right so basically for four total cmc 
ETB is whatever, but it's not a token. And then once that inevitably dies, yes. five mana and bomb it. Now it's a token, now it's a token and it's still whatever you up. want. Yeah, I agree. And well, and I think like this card, I like talking about these kind of cards too, because it goes to show you how far this game has come. Like, yeah. so this is like, like there's some EDH rec article that's like, don't run cancel or something like that. Sure. Or murder. I love murder. I know you do, but I'm saying like there's you're like i'm saying there's better things but situationally better how about that <laughs> there we so go. um and this one like this is a good example of like why the the card clone should never be played so you're paying the exact same mana cost slightly harder right because clone is three colorless and a blue for the same effect sure plus you has embalmed in yeah it's so, like there and like even you know there's one that has like flash it's the same thing so did, did, does the embalm ever come back to kind of bite you because maybe you do it too early and then well, it's exiled and that's something that that is something that can happen is like you really and we'll talk about this in the new year's resolution thing but this deck it really easy to like it is really easy to run out fast mm -hmm. and like you you burn all your counter spells you burn all your board removal all that stuff all your interactions and then you're just like stuck like that's kind of what happened on the last game was i spent every all my resources trying to take down uh you and whoever else we're playing against yeah. i don't remember but um and then like i was just stuck there and he just had all board wipes and removal and i was yeah. just like well, I don't, I don't have anything else. Like all my draw cards are gone and that sort of thing. So, okay. um, yeah, I think, and, um, I think you, I think trying to get the most value out of it. Cause it's a one-time go is really important. So you want that token to be something like monstrous or yeah. have a monster enter the battlefield. Effect. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, what's your last brain? So my last one is one that again, we haven't talked about yet, but I think it's really good. So coastal piracy. Oh yeah. Okay. This card's great. Yeah. And it's also $5, which I is, mean, cause it's great. It is good. Um, so two colors, two blue uh, enchantment. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, draw a card. So, like especially this is so good in this deck because the the one ones the germs yeah. these sort of things that come out now are drawing you cards on top of yep. it so it's kind of like a utility card i think so hear me out i think biden athasa is just better because it does this and then also has the ability on it yeah but i didn't have one of those so I had, I had like four of these coastal piracies um, I, I think this is, I like this card in this deck. I like this card a lot in general, mostly because it kind of breaks the color pie a little bit in terms of blue. Generally, you don't want to do a ton of attacking with, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, if you do with evasion, you're, you're drawing your cards, you're doing anything you want to. Again, it's an enchantment, so it's harder to remove. People aren't going to be targeting it. It kind of sits under the radar. Um, pick these up. It's five bucks. Yeah. No, this is, this card's great. Is this a staple or a standard and <laughs> Edric? decks i feel like it ha would happen oh yeah i think like, as soon as i saw this i was like oh edric yeah yeah God. totally i think there was a while where i had this and biden in my edric deck and i was like that's too much like yeah <laughs> just like i would draw like 16 cards <laughs> in one combat and be like uh all right pass discard half my half my graveyard God, that's yeah funny. i think like in this one it's like not as good because like i like i talked about at the top of the key which is a basketball term correct Sports ball. Sports ball, yes. Um, as I talked about at the top at the top of the podcast, this is there's usually not a huge swarm of creatures. There's only like a handful. Okay. But still getting card value off it. And again, if you get even so, if you so get would your, you say this is kind of like my geared populate deck where like you're not really going yeah. wide, you're kind of going middle. Because you're and not th even really going tall. And I think it I think the more mid and up you can go as opposed to widen this deck, the better it gets. Okay. So um which we'll get into potentially later in the bottle company. Bum, bum, bum. But yes. Coastal Piracy, great card. If you can't afford it, Biden Thassa is like a buck yeah. for the foil cool one. So pick them up.
What was your... So I got two more. Oh, you have two more? Oh, yeah. Come on, uh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> right All right. Well, uh, this is going to be the Mr. Combo number five podcast yeah. now. <laughs> buckle buckle uh, th- This is a trip blue instant faded infatuation. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, it's an instant, and it says, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of target creature you control. So right there for three mana. Right. That's great. Three yes. mana, make a copy of a token. Okay, cool. But now... It gets even better because if you do it during your turn, you get to scry two as well. Yes. So I look at this card as all upside. Yes, mm-hmm. if you want to be sneaky and do it the right blue way, you make a <laughs> copy of your creature whenever you want uh, during other people's turns because right. you always have that three mana threat of, is it a counter spell? But then it, it, if you want to play for value, well, I'm going to just do it during my turn. Right. And the great thing is that it doesn't specify during main phase. Oh, very so, true. So you you yeah, could yeah, do yeah. it during an upkeep. You could do it during combat. Oh, you I do never it during even thought instep. about that. It's just your turn, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's still you still get the benefit right. of the instant speed, yet uh, you, you know you're you're getting right. that scry two. And again, get, it's like, scry two small, but still, but still it's I, added value. I agree, and like especially to your point, like if you know you're going to do this anyway on your turn, you can just do it during your upkeep, figure out what you want to draw, and then maybe draw into a counter oh, spell yeah. or something along those That's lines. That's very right? fair. Didn't even think um, of that. And again, like. A lot of people scoff at this card for the triple blue, but luckily over the years, I've been lucky enough to pretty much get every land outside of an air duel <laughs> in this. I even have like the battle bond land in here, so the banner base is pretty good. Um, I th- I'm wondering, there's a card that I'm thinking of, I can't think of, that might be better than this, but I've noticed when I was building this, there's not a lot of cards that just say like, copy and put a token there's a lot of things that enter the battlefield and become a copy of something else but not putting that token which again like that's what you want in this deck big time so faded infatuation uh potential reprint oh wait yeah potential reprint we're going back to theros yeah that could be that'd be kind of cool i'd like to play around with that in the one draft that we do every year Uh, well, yes. So, yeah, I think that's a great card, uh, and especially for 43 cents. Oh, yeah. Definitely not going to break the bank. Um, and so my last card is also, I think, a blue standard that Ooh. we really just don't ever see play. Uh, pull from Tomorrow. Oh, uh, this X, card's X super blue, good. blue, yeah, instant. Draw X cards, then discard a card. Right. Uh, it's $1.50, so it's still not breaking the bank. I don't know why we don't see more play of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know Blue Sun Zenith is just better. Right, but it's also not an instant, right? Isn't Blue Sun a... No, Blue Sun's an instant. Oh, it is an instant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why either. I think that this is a cheaper, less prohibitive to cast Blue Sun Zenith, right? Yep. Um, and again, the discard the card for me it's can good. be good, yeah. right? So this and I, we didn't... I feel like this is like early game. It's like, okay, sure, yeah. I'll do X is three. I'll draw three, discard a card, whatever. Right. But then late game, when you're, t- like you were talking about, like I've used all my gas. Right. I have nothing left. I got nothing left. left to do. I'm going to put 20 into it and draw 20 cards and then yeah i'll throw that vizier of many faces in the yard right because i can still use its effect yeah and like i think this i the x spells and this are kind of tricky because of mana bait it's because it's in those colors sometimes yeah. and you can kind of get stuck at like five and six but still like doing this for four is great this card card is unnecessary and or is not backbreaking and on top of that this also is from Amon Kep Block. So <laughs> it's on it's, theme. It's a, it's a flavor win. So yeah. Told I told you that you were Vorthos. Damn it. <laughs> Suck it. Um, also, yeah, I don't know. I've never. Yeah. I've only seen this a couple times. Like, I think this is in a handful I wonder if of this like, just Jekuzar. slides under the radar because it's like, well, I'm, I'm going to put one X spell in. I'm just right, going to do Blue Sun. I'm just going to do Blue Sun Zenith. And it's like arguably around the same price. Like, I just looked that Blue Sun is two bucks. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, and also, I don't really know how I. Well, yeah, it's for the discard, I guess. 
I yeah, I don't know. Huh. I, I never really thought. I never, Puzzled. I know. I never. It's like this weird rare that I never thought this much about. But it's like <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen someone play it. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, hey guys, yeah, collective, pick, pick, go pick up pick a pick tomorrow, they are or just good, pick yeah. up the better version, oh. Blue Sun Zenith. Uh, well, I think that's going to wrap up the grain bill. Now we're going to head over to the hot profile, and since I've been talking for the last 20 minutes, uh, I'm going to sure. let Big Tech go ahead and start this. Okay. Uh, what's your first one? All right, so this card is adorbs. I'm a big fan of it. Okay. Uh, and it's got a big squiddly thing on it. Okay. So, Crush of Tentacles. Yeah, I got that too. Yes! Yes! <laughs> this card is amazing. It's so good. It's fair rift, but with upside. Yeah, exactly. Totally. So, um, Crush of Tentacles is four colorless, uh, two blue for a sorcery. Um, return all non-land permanents to their owner's hand. So one more than Devastation Tide. Yep. But you can actually cost it for Devastation Tide yep. if you cast it with Surge. So you want to take that off? Yeah. So Surge is three colorless blue blue. You may cast a spell for its Surge cost if you or a teammate has cast another spell this turn. Oh, now, that's right. if you or a teammate cast it and you pay the five mana for the Surge, you then get a 8-8 blue octopus creature token onto the battlefield. So you're bouncing everything for right. six or for basically total CMC right. six or more, because you would have had to cast something else. Uh, but even if it's a brainstorm, who cares? Right. Or your commander. Or your commander. Because like that's that's how I've scummed this out before, where I'll like cast my commander from somewhere. Maybe it was my hand already, but it was like nothing, right? Yeah. Like I'd only cast them once or twice. So I did that, then did this, bounced into my hand. And then it then, only costs yeah. two to play. And then next turn, I have a 9-9. Nine, nine, uh, and again, unblockable. that 8-8 eight, eight is pretty good. And I'm guessing you're not going to talk about this, but I do have the Grafted. Grafted, oh, yeah. Grafted. Which I, you're not going to talk no, about. Okay, not. good. It's for the 10th time. <laughs> um, so there is a Grafted Exoskeleton here, which is like pseudo one of the win cons. And that 8-8... And that eight, eight, it's real nicely with it. Yeah, so, especially when you make it unblockable. Yeah, so exactly. Didn't write in. Um, I So I've been thinking about this more and more and more. Devastation Tide, is that as... I know that's kind of like one of the budget options for this, but yeah. I'm starting to think that there's better ones than that, like this. Well, isn't Devastation Tide an instant? It's not. Oh, it's not. Wait, no. No, it's not. Oh, no, yeah, it's you're sorcery. right. It's okay. sorcery. So Devastation Tide, I think, you know, Jason Alt made a very apropos to where you're a terrible magic player if you're banking on a card for its miracle right, yeah. cost. But five mana with the potential for two, two mana, right. I think that's probably why it sees a, a lot so of play, play actually, yeah. like 5% of blue decks. Wow, really? So, yeah, that's, it's in 6,300 decks. So, but like, do you think, I feel like a lot of decks that would run Devastation Tide are also going to be doing a lot of like casting spells, like casting like the Brainstorms and that sort of thing. And then you're getting the same thing as the Devastation Tide with this, but also getting something on top of it. Okay, that's so, fair. But like, so I'm wondering, it's like, what, like, what's the draw line between where this is, where you're going to have a higher chance of getting the upside out of the surge? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, Chris Tentacles is <laughs> played also, in, it's a play in a third of the decks that Devastation Tide's in. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's in 2100 versus the 60, sure. whatever I said. I like how we're getting in these like deep philosophical <laughs> discussions and both of us are like dying. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think it's a fine card. Um, sure. So my first one yeah. is a true white standard uh, Marshall Coup. Yeah, X, white, white, bonkers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> once again, early or late, late game, right. it's gonna be good. So what this card does? It's a sorcery. Create X one one white soldier creature tokens. Okay, yeah, that's, that's good. Good, but if X is five or more, destroy all other creatures. Yes, that's. I it's, mean, I have so done good. this in 
so many decks where I've run it to where X will be like nine. Oh, or 10. E oh easy. I I'm just yeah. dumping all of my mana into it because why wouldn't I want just eight, nine, 10, 11 right. run ones and still board wipe everything and, else? And again, like, so, uh, like, if we go by the staple of Wrath of God, it's four mana, right? So if you're casting this for seven, you're paying three more than that and you're getting five one ones out of it. Yep. So if Wrath of God said, like, pay three, get five one ones, it'd be, yeah, like, be would you do better. that every time? Yeah. yeah. Um, I and I this is another one where I saw this played a lot when I was in Fort Collins out of huh, all places interesting this one guy had like some guy had 10 or 15 copies of like the foil version of it from okay. like the board wipe from the vaults oh okay I don't know right I don't know how he got him he had all this weird stuff but like so he was like handing him out like candy right he was like oh wrath of god here this is better so like we, there was like a, a fall of Marshall coup <laughs> for cause where everyone was running it but again, like I, I don't see this a lot. I don't and either. It's, and again, it's like, but I also like can't point to, as to why or why not, right? Yeah. Like I can't, I can't think of like one reason why I see this. I mean, the only reason I could think of is as EDH has become more streamlined, four mana for Wrath of God just, is better than seven. Yeah. But and that's I mean, of, I run this in every white deck that I can, yeah. Just because I inherently believe that it is better than wrath of god i i agree with you too and again it's like wrath of god starting to get kind of pricey isn't it yeah. like eight bucks and this is a dollar yeah so pick and, and i and i think another thing behind it now that i'm thinking about it is as edh has become more streamlined decks are popping off quicker so being oh, able to cast yeah. wrath of god maybe turn three or, or four, four is more efficient than being able to cast this probably turn five six seven yeah sure uh, at the absolute at the, at earliest the, at, yeah so. correct yeah and then this is definitely like the long range card right yeah. but you can't again if you need to get four blockers out you have that option as well and if you just need a budget board wipe yeah it's, it's a great card love it so cool what's your next one um so i want to talk about a little experiment that i was trying to do in this deck <laughs> okay and i don't think it's working <laughs> so uh i want to talk about callous dismissal okay okay so colorless and a and a blue for a sorcery which sucks <laughs> uh return target non-land permanent to its hand and a then mass. a mass. Yeah, you okay. get rid of that mass thing. Uh, okay. It's not working. So I was wondering that. I think I'm going. I think I'm going to. <laughs> so um, there when War of the Spark got spoiled, people were like looking into this mass mechanic because it is it kind of work it's kind of adorable. It doesn't. The only one. So uh, I can tell you for a fact it does not. But it sort of did because I was able. There's another card in here that also amasses and then gives the amass thing flying. Yeah, I'm cutting that. You are okay. Yeah, yeah I am too. I'm cutting. <laughs> I'm cutting both. <laughs> There was okay, so there was a there was a time and place where I actually had two copies of that, okay. and my mass token was like pretty large, right? Okay. With flying and all that jazz. Um, the thing that I think we've talked about this a lot on the podcast as well of like mechanics that would be great if they had more support. Correct. But there's only like I think I think in this card legally to run, there's like eight, yeah. and most of them are horrendous, yes. right? So like this and the other one in here are like. Pushing, that's like as good as it can. Yeah, because well, right? I think the thing is like, to, for a mass to even maybe work, and I see why you wanted to try. Right. Because your thing is go mid, mid to tall. Yeah, right. So, so I was like. So it's okay, because the big negative to the amass is you only get one, one token. Yeah. And once you kind of blow your load on that one token, yeah. and then they remove it. Right. It's yeah, well. You're like, all right, that's cool. it. <laughs> it's gone. I think so. The one card. So I, I, I agree with you completely. And that's what. But like this. That's why in this deck, I was like, okay, let's try it. And I just think there's better cards yeah. out there. So which we'll get into. Um, but the one card of it that is the bomb is Command the Dreadhorde is awesome. 
That's like the black bitter blossom, but you oh, mass yeah. instead. That card freaking rules, and it's like it's eighty right. cents. How it's dare right. you? It's alright. But anyway, so I just wanted to bring up that I was trying to get real cute. <laughs> okay. And um, it uh, it didn't get asked to prom, I guess. <laughs> uh, I know well, it's, a, it's a bleak one. It's a bleak so one. So <laughs> my last one is a little tempting. We're talking sour of temptation. Yeah. Or okay. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. I, sour. Sour. I think it's sour. I think it's sour because like a pig is a sow. Oh yeah, no, a pig is a. I think what it's sour. We, what have we done? Is it sour of temptation? Welcome like, to the literacy yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, so this Kansas is, City draw dot dot deck. This is a uh, two colorless blue blue creature fairy wizard two two. Yep. It has flying, but the more important thing is that when it ETBs, gain control of target creature for as long as you have this on the battlefield. Seems pretty this, good. Uh, like this, the this card. Thing, yeah, <laughs> it, it says its name, but sower sour of temptation yeah. is remains on the battlefield. I really like it because you have a lot of ways of making the non embalm things out of your graveyard tokens. Yes. So it's not like this is just a one-shot pony. If it gets removed, you right. have ways to make copies of it out of the yard. And even then, if if you can, like, get this and then fade it infatuation, it also works, too, mm. right? So, like, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that... And this is a card that, like, when I opened one, I think it's easy to think they'd be really... I think they were, like, 10 or 15 bucks before wow. Battlebond. Yeah, they used to be pricey. But this is one when I opened it that kind of... That was when I started shifting it to more of, like... Things that enter the battlefield okay. and making copies of those, right? Okay. So making a copy of this for the two-two flyer token doesn't really do much. Sure, but being able to steal another thing out of it, um, and uh, there might be a card in the yeast that we might get into. I mean, have you thought about? I mean, it's not in the deck, and I'm not adding it. Sure. In the bottle capping. Have you thought about a panharmonicon? Since you do so many of the ETB that things, is, yeah. I would have to adjust the deck a little bit more for ETB. Okay. Like, but okay. like, but again, as we'll talk about the New Year's Eve, one thing I'm really trying to do is like. This this again is a deck that I've had for so long. It's had so many iterations and ins and outs of it. Sure. It's time to be like fine tune it. Yeah, right. So I just did that for my Boros deck over the weekend. I was like, I've had this for so long. I still it still has no identity. And I was like, all right, <laughs> screw it. We're like doing this one thing. Yeah. Like throwing cards out, you know, like and it felt great to be honest. It was like spring cleaning. So <laughs> I think I think to your point, that would be a option, right? And probably not a horrible one either, if we keep looking at like Creatures that have these really strong enter the battlefield effects that replicate other things. Okay, cool. But yeah. All right. Panoramicon's also just an insane card. So. Yeah, it's just good. All right. Uh, do you have a coin on you? I do not. Do you have a bottle cap? I do. All right, I'll take it. I was, uh, so I had thought that you were going to talk about one of the primordials. Uh oh. So I put both of them down. <laughs> <laughs> so because we've gotten we have gotten off the rails for getting cards matched together. Yes. So, uh, Tails is going to be Luminate Primordial. All right. So, five colorless, two white for a 4-7 Vigilance creature avatar for your avatar tribal players out there, which I think actually is pretty sweet with Morphon, right? Yeah. Is that... You were talking about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to say... God. Uh, I think Josh Lee Kwai actually did that. Damn it. I know. Coming for you, Jimmy. Okay, so Luminate Primordial, 4-7 <laughs> Vigilance. Um... When it enters the battlefield, for each opponent, exile up to one target creature that player controls, and that player gains life equal to its power. So effectively, Swords of Plowshares, right? Yep. So I think this card is good. I think it's better when you can ma start making copies of it. Correct. Right? Yeah, because, I mean, seven mana, exile three creatures. I'm trying to think of the rate. For, with a 4-7, which isn't horrible with Vigilance. Yeah, like, it's a pretty good right. blocker. So again, it's like the same thing that we talked about with, like, the Titans. The Primordial 
power levels are all over the place. All over the right? place. Like because Deluvian is way better Deluvian, than Deluvian. So it was like Sylvan, yeah. which is banned. <laughs> and then For it, good reason. Yeah, because so, yeah, it's way too good. Um, then Deluvian is way better. Yep. Right? Um, the black one's not bad. I like the black one a lot. Yeah. Like, I think. I mean, sometimes, though, because I didn't that happen to you this last weekend? That you cast the black one and you had to look at everyone's graveyard and they didn't really have anything. No, that was this card. Oh, <laughs> it was okay. when I cast this. <laughs> yeah. And then the white one is the Swords of Plowshares one. Yeah. And then the red one, typically as it is, is the worst where it's threatened. You like get one creature from each of them. You like you gain control of them, they gain haste, then you go. Oh. And it's like great. All right, you know, cool. whatever. I don't think this I think this card is okay in a vacuum. Yeah. But it's that enter the battlefield effect, making tokens of it. I mean, pain. 10 to exile six cards if you can do faded evacuation or cackling counterpart or something like those lines on it yeah i think is where where this card really pushes it over the top it's not exciting oh and the one thing i do like about this is to your point of the primordials this is the one that's least dependent on what your opponent has right yeah because like sepulchral yeah i got yeah, it you got it uh sepulchral diluvian um the the red one which i don't even remember because no one plays it although it is gonna be ordered for my new deck uh, so um, anyway, the the thing I like about Luminant is that it it will have targets, right? Yeah. Like with the Luvian, there's times where you're like, do I do it now or do I wait? Like, what am I gonna do? Whereas this one, it's like, okay, boom, 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 Dark Steel, whatever, Avison, right? Sure. So, anyways, and again, like since it's at the this card generally comes down at the later part of the game. That's, that's when where, the bigger stuff. That's when be that's out. when it really shines. So, yeah. is it the best? No. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All so right, guys. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Now we're going to head over to how this deck actually wins a game and yeast. Uh, I'll start this one off with a very cute card. Aven wins yeah. guide. No, I don't have this one. Uh, I thought you, okay, there we go. Uh, yeah. It's a two colorless Azorius, white blue. It has flying vigilance and it's a two three. And it has the sweet, sweet text that says creature tokens you control have flying and vigilance. And it has a bomb for four colorless Azorius, white blue, right. which is we've talked about. Basically, you exile this card from the graveyard to create a token that's a copy of it. Except it's also a white zombie bird warrior. Um, and you can only embalm as a sorcery. So I think this is definitely a game winner for you. Yes. Because giving it all your tokens evasion and yeah. vigilance is really good Correct. for that late game. Yeah, and this is but this is like this is like the the duality of man potentially. Okay. Because like this card gets better the wider you go. Right, uh, which is in, yeah. which is interesting. I I still think it's really good, right? Yeah. And I, it's a great card in the stack. Sure. Um, the embalm is good. Again, discard fodder, wrath of god fodder, sacrifice. Like, um, what's it called? Uh, Dictate of Erebos. Oh, like yep. that sort of stuff, right? Great in it. This is also from Amonkhet, right? Yep. And a lot of these other cards are from them. And most of these embalm ones and embalm style mechanics are really good with Temet, yep. right? But this one, it's like, hey, here's your one. But if you have a million, it's, it's like, okay. yeah, so like, but that's, so that's like, I agree, I agree with you. It's awesome. But like, that's why it's hard to build. That's why this deck has those challenges of like, there's so many good, like Cathar's Crusade, all these sure. different things that are so good when there's piles of tokens dumping in. But like, it's kind of against what your commander I mean, you wants to do. You do have an annoyed procession in here though. Oh yeah. So, I mean, you kind of could go wide you, yeah. with your mid to tall if you wanted. Right. I mean, you. I think you would just have to try to sculpt this around like how I did my Gira deck 
to where you dig real deep into white and blue and find all those yeah, token generators. Right, right, right. Um, have you thought about maybe throwing in that new angelic? Dance a many? <laughs> no. Uh, the angelic. Is that, is that the cast populate? No. Uh, Although that might be good. Uh, six mana, though. That's a lot. Yeah, of mana. I know. It's a lot. Um, no. Especially the, with no uh, If you were to create a token, you make a 4 4 angel instead. Oh, uh, yes, I have. The only Divine thing I don't. Visitation. Yes. There we go. The only thing I don't like about that one is that I. Does it still have enter, enter the battlefield stuff? No, I think it's just like if you were to create a token, yeah, it's a you four, create four a four, four Yeah, so instead. the reason, so that's tricky in this because a lot of the tokens I want to create, I want the sower ability, I want oh. the the Luvian primordial stuff. Yeah. So like again, but like that's why it's like and it's so maddening, right? Because like you can run all those X, you can like you can build this that way, but again, then your commander is just like a two drop, you know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like and like you get like there's been times where the biggest creature I had was like a three three, and it's like. I'm gonna come in for four, <laughs> you know, like, and it's just and so. It's like ah, yeah, it's like it's, oh, oh, it's what? Oh no, one tenth of my starting life total. So, Where's the neosporn when you yeah. need it? But there are other times with my East card, okay, where even the smallest of tickles have the heaviest of following laughter. Oof. <laughs> That was terrible. Well, that's saying it. Well, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna make you listen to that for the rest of your life. <laughs> Just that's that's the loop. All right, so we're talking about your boy Scytheclaw. Hey, who? Scytheclaw. <laughs> Scytheclaw. Oh, no, Scytheclaw. I think I'm saying like Scytheclaw. Scythe oh, dude, Scytheclaw. <laughs> all that build up for nothing. All right, Scytheclaw. <laughs> Five colorless for an artifact equipment. Living weapon, which is key. So yeah. when it, when you cast this, you get a germ that's attached to it, um, a zero zero, which tanks, but whatever. <laughs> then equipped creature gets plus one plus one. Then whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half of his or her life. Rounded up, quite a spike effect. Yeah. on a one one that's then unblockable with your with your commander. Sure, it's the best. And I took, I scoured Fort Collins. High and low for like two months until I found this card. And then my friend. You know that there is a thing called the interwebs. I know, but again, I try not to order cards too much because that's just so horrible. They come in the series of tubes. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. It's, you see, it's, it's connected to. I was talking to people. They're like, how would you explain the internet? I was like, let me tell you. It's a series of tubes. And they're like, shut up. So, so anyways, I searched high and low and I couldn't find it. And then some guy found this in his car. And I was like, what the hell? I'll take it. Yeah, I was like, I was like what? Okay, I'll take it. So again, this is like the non. This is the other grafted grafted exoskeleton equipment win con, sure. right? Because even if they kill the germ, which they probably will, yeah. you can slap this on anything else for three, and then start getting in on it. Yeah, that equip cost for three is actually not half bad. Um, and it, it is I nice think, that you do make the token right. that you just then your commander makes unblockable. I think I think this card is this is a worse version of quite a spike mm -hmm. in a lot of decks, but not in this one. No, not because getting to pay five for that that token is so clutch, especially yeah. if you like. There's been times like this is the only thing I got right, and I was like, it was three counter spells in this and Temin on the battlefield. So it's like, all right, just getting in, hammering people down, yep. and maybe they'll pick themselves off. Cool. Well, my uh, second one is an artisan. It's a fairy artisan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, 
this is three colorless blue. This card's, card's sweet. Busted. <laughs> uh, fairy artificer. Yeah, it's even more busted when you have an anointed procession out there. Yeah, boy. So it's a flying two-two, guys, and it has a paragraph of text that says, <laughs> "Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. Then exile all other tokens created with fairy artisans." So I look at this card to where you really start to see how good your opponent's magic yes. plays are. Because right. they have to play their really good stuff first and then end the turn with something really shitty. Right. And again, I like this because it goes all the way around the board. So it could be like someone's like cast a blight steel and you're like, yes. And then someone cast a ladder house. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that beautiful thing. Um, I, and but I was, with anointed procession, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yes, exactly. Because you're just going to make another this plays copy. plays really well into it. Yeah. So I was actually looking, I'm looking about this. I was thinking, okay, it hasn't really affected so, ooh, eight bucks. Almost. I know, right? It's only ooh. been printed once, which is I'm kind of surprised because this seems like this would have been an, a, well, I guess this is pretty broken and standard. Oh God! I was like, there's no way they can reprint this and like throw it of Eldrain, right? No. But everyone who's playing that artifact fairy probably also gobbled up all these. They can yeah. that brawl check. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, it does suck that the tokens get eight. Um, but then again, we have those other things, the viziers. So like. I like the idea of having a token that you could then like embalm on your turn or like cackling counterpart or sure. faded infatuation. Then you're like, token problems no more. Or yeah. right of replication. Ooh, seems pretty good. Seems good. But yeah, fairy artisans is great. Right of, right of replication on fairy artisans. <laughs> Everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. All right. Well, uh, this is weird. I, well, I'm guessing this is still $7 because it's really good in blue token and artifact decks, and it's only been printed once. Yeah. I think this was originally printed in Brea, and it seems like it's pretty pretty good. It seems pretty decent, because right before pretty, you have to ex exile tease. it, yeah. you sack it. Exactly. And then you gain five life, which is the only thing. That's the only, thing <laughs> that's the only relevant that. ability she has. Yeah, three, two blank lines of text and gain five life. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, what's your next yeast card? So my last one, yes, yes. Uh, is... My favorite card in the deck. It also used to be a bunch of money and is not anymore. And this is the Does gift. it make a billion tokens? Do they just get bigger? Yeah, yes. yes. Reform? Yeah. Yes, love me yes. Reform. reform is it's, awesome. It's <laughs> the most frustrating card, though, because no one ever has the GD tokens. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I have. I do have all of them. Oh, I got, my God. Oh, I got, oh, my God. I know. All right. So Reform was this card. Might as well say, like, this is for Tenet. So... <laughs> Three colors in a blue for an 01. Ooh. Uh, when it dies, create a 3 3 blue fish creature token with. When this creature dies, create a 6 6 blue creature. What? I'm sorry. Whale create creature a token. 6 6 blue whale creature token with. with. <laughs> when this creature dies, create a 9 9 blue kraken creature token. Is that it? There's three. It's a quote within a quote. It's flavor text within flavor text within flavor text. Uh, and then also cue the Phantom Menace. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so the best. So anyways, obviously this is good. It's board white protection on itself. Yep. And again, those tokens play very nice into the Temet um, being able to get in on damage. Yes. Getting this. The hard part that comes into this is getting it off the board sometimes. Because <laughs> so, no one will ever yeah, just you let never you block do it. it. You're just like you just pretty much wait until someone casts a board wipe or like the board gets big enough. <laughs> Um, and but, that's one source of plowshares at real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's like, oh. So the two things I like about this is if, if you look at the art on the tokens, 
you can see the next creature yeah. like in the in the wings. I don't think I've ever seen the nine nine kraken creature token. Oh well, that's where it sucks because it's just like the generic one. Oh yeah. So but like the the but the six six blue whale shows a kraken in the background. Yeah, it's like you oh, can see like tentacles cool. reaching out to it. And then the other the other big play I had with this is I think it got to six six. And then I write a replication kicked on it. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, and I was like, Anyone? Yeah, it's nine, like coming, nine nine coming in. Nine 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 nines. <laughs> nine nine nines. Uh then I was yeah, then it's like coming in the red zone and people are like, I can't block this. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, um Reform also used to be shockingly expensive. Yes. Like six or seven bucks, I think, right? I, I mean I because I, I think it, that was one of those cards that commander players just bought and gobbled up, much like the fish to the worm. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think this would be good in modern. I can't imagine. I can't well, imagine. No, so this was Masters twenty five. So that would have been Legacy Vintage. This is only, yeah. This is only correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so I have, yeah, this would definitely not see play right. in Legacy or Vintage. But I think it's. I think it's also like this gets a slot in like even mono blue control decks because it's such an efficient blocker. Yeah. Right, so you pay four, but you effectively get nine blockers out of it. Yeah, and they just get better and better and better. But yeah, reform is adorable. Um, I think it's great. And yeah. this was another card that took me forever to find a copy of. <laughs> uh, well, guys, that's gonna wrap up uh, the yeast package. Now we're gonna kind of seal this deck with spice. There's not a lot of I know. spice in here. I will say, so this is, might be one of the. I think it has one of the closest between hop grain and yeast in terms of. The number of cards, 22 hops, 20 grains, 17 yeast. Pretty bad. Pretty, pretty close, yeah. right? So, um, but anyways, what was your first pick of really three? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, the fourth I, does not count. I went with God Pharaoh's Gift. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> I also I also put down two. And was, <laughs> so we did kind of You're cheating. I, 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 we're peeling back the curtain. We're we're honest. We're open and honest here on on bruising builds. But yes, All right. God so, Pharaoh's Gift is gift. really good. Yeah, I'm actually surprised it's in your spice because this actually seems more of maybe hops because I think it does fit the deck. Yes, it's not really spicy. It's just seven mana, which is absurdly expensive. Yes. So this is an artifact, guys. That says at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may exile a creature card from your graveyard. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that card, except it's a four four black zombie. It gains haste until end of turn. So all of those creatures that don't have an embalming mechanic, you basically give yes, it an, an embalming exactly. mechanic. And again, like if this, so this is again, Magic Christmas Land, as we like to call it. Magic like, Christmas Land. If you can get this on a reef worm, then your reef worm's <laughs> a 4-4 four, four to start with. You're like, I don't even want it to die. Um, yeah, there's, so there's another called, there's another card called Seance, which is, was the go-to for this sort of effect. It's like two colors, two white at the beginning of your upkeep. Exile a creature card, get a token, but then you exile it at the end of turn. Okay. Which sucks, right? Because it's like it's a one-shot thing. Whereas this thing, you at least get to keep it over. Again, this is where you get the this is where you get those spicy boys like the primordials. Yeah. Like the sowers of temptation, those sort of thing. I just hate that it's an exile effect. Yeah, I know, right? And there's just nothing you can do about it. And there's no like there's times where this has been a pseudo dead card because I hadn't drawn into those other things. Yeah. So you're just sitting there and it's like I guess I, I can't. Cast it. I can't pitch it, or I don't want to pitch it. But yeah. it's like if someone you know makes you discard your hand or wheels or something, you're just like, I, and then there's no way to get it back, yeah. right? So uh, it's that's why I kind of put in the spice because it's so good when it works. It's but it's prohibitively expensive, and the thing I like the most about it is it it starts that turn. Yeah. So it's seven. Oh, another way you could look at it is like seven colorless. Create a. For seven mana, immediately create a token from your graveyard that's a 4-4 four, four with haste. Yeah. Which is... 
Not good. Not good. Not good. But <laughs> if you can get that twice, that's where it starts adding sure. up. So sure. So it's that's I know it's a big, big splashy card, but that's yeah. how, that's how I like them. So for your spice card, I'm gonna guess you went with Stitcher Girl. I did. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I do like Stitcher Girl a lot. So. Three colorless blue blue for a three four human wizard, completely irrelevant. Uh, two colorless and a blue tap. Each player puts the top three cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Exile up to two creature cards put into graveyards this way. Put an XX blue zombie to- creature token with onto the battlefield where X is the total power of the cards exiled this way. It's so good, and I want it to be so good. And it never is. I have not gotten <laughs> anything. There was a time and there was a time in a four player game on Sunday when I played this, it was like a one-one. The, big, the biggest creature I got was a flesh brag Like a three-one. I was like, are you kidding me? No one got anything bigger than that. So um, and that was even I think I got I okay, yeah. I activated it two maybe three times and the biggest zombie i got was a five it's like what is going on here um yeah but i so the thing i like about it is it does like the problem with a lot of the creating token effects is they're just kind of one shots right so even though this (laughs) should do it efficiently sometimes it doesn't but it is a repeatable effect um and most people when they see this it's not a card you you usually, at least in my experience, have, you can at least get an activation out of it, and then sure. people are like, "Wait a minute!" Like, yeah, well, because I mean, it it it's symmetrical. It happens yep. to all of your, including opponents. myself, right? Yes, yeah. and I, and I think cards that have a symmetrical, hey, this affects everyone, usually brings less hate, right? Because someone's like, "Hey, target player, right. mill three, and then maybe I and get it, a zombie." It's probably because it's like, well. This is also affecting him. Yeah. So I'm not gonna waste my and spot. I'm not gonna the waste the biggest zombie he's made is a five five. five. <laughs> um, and well, and then like, well, someone else will waste their target removal yeah. on this. Like, I'm gonna wait for them to do that, and then I'll strike. You know. So yeah. um, I think Citra Giraff is, is a really fun card. Um, I thought he also, interestingly enough, came in the same deck as Reefworm, which is kind of cool. And that like m- this is from the Planeswalker to Fairy deck. So huh. that whole deck had like this weird sub theme of like blue tokens matter, hmm. which is completely different than, yeah. than Teferi himself. <laughs> so anyways, Zitcher Rodolf is great. Um, I look forward to hopefully getting a creature that's bigger than six at some point in my life. Hey, we can all dream. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, hey, sometimes dreams happen. <laughs> well, guys, that's going to wrap up the spice package. Now we're going to head over to actually make this deck a little bit better. Uh, with the bottle capping. Yep. This is going to be the under $5, under $50, and personal recommendation. The only restriction is no mana only lands. Um, I will start this off. Sure. I'm going to cut Calcis Arcane. <laughs> no, I am cutting that. Uh, Arcane Artisan. No, that card's it's so good. It's not that good. Yes, it is. I'm t- I, I am telling you, that card is worth every penny in this uh, deck. It's, it's two colorless blue, creature human wizard, zero three, and it, for two colorless blue tap, Target player draws a card, then exiles a card from their hand. If a creature card is exiled this way, that player creates a token that's a copy of that card. That that's fine, but the fact that when this leaves the battlefield, you have to exile all tokens with it at the beginning of the next end step. That's where it sucks. So I so again, but I this card is again. If we go back to refining the deck a little bit, if we do go into that ETB Panharmonicon rigmarole, this card is really good. Why? Because you still make a token, you get the ETB out of it, and you're drawing cards to your hand. Like I, I got something better. 
I got something better. We're gonna put in quasi duplicate. Oh, okay. So that so I that's the card I was thinking of earlier. I don't know why this isn't here. Yeah. And the worst is, part is I know for a fact I had a copy of this. <laughs> so this is colorless blue blue sorcery, which is the only negative to yeah. it. Create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. Bam. That's that's just good for three mana right. as it is. But it gets even better with <laughs> jumpstart. You may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a card in addition to paying its other card costs, then exile this card. So basically for six mana, you're gonna create two copies of creatures you control. Right. Plus you then get to throw something in the yard that you can embalm. I just think that's better than what what that other card does. I like yeah, and this there are quasi Duplicate has a home in this deck, 100%. Personally, I almost think this is, I think this is better than Faded Infatuation. Okay. Because you could do it twice. Sure. So, then that's one of the reasons why I do like the Arcane Artisan. It is a little fragile, right? Yeah. But it's a repeatable token effect. That's not just a one-shot deal. Plus, it draws you a card. It does it, it does it all. You loot. You don't you really draw a card. You're not even looting. You have to exile yeah, the card. Yeah, you can exile a land. Who cares if you don't have But the, then you don't make anything. Yeah, then. And then you're like, okay, then next turn I can do it. I'm telling you, the Artisan. The Artisan oh, is real. It's, it's, Plus, I'm, I'm, I'm running Artisan Tribal. Look at that. <laughs> Two Jesus. of them. All right. Well, what's your under $5 cut and add? Okay, so I, as we talked about... I ran the Amass experiment. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it was it was. What do you call the thing where it doesn't do anything that you want, uh, and then it doesn't just kind of stall out? So uh, I think that's a failure. So um, we're cutting Callous Dismissal, yep. which we talked about earlier, and then I'm gonna put in a card that Mike Campbell, Nikhail would be a big fan of. All right, dare I do it? Phyrexian Processor? I have that too! <laughs> That's my personal recommendation. That card's so good. Okay, but it's so, oh my god. Well, um, it so, was disgusting in his uh, Oh my, yeah. That was oppressive. He'd be like, pay 39 life, yeah. make a 39-39, and then I make all of my tokens 39-39? So Phyrexian Processor is a four colorless for a artifact. Uh, as it enters the battlefield, pay any amount of life. Literally any amount. Right, so you can you can't you can kill yourself with this card yes. if you want. Wait, this boss platinum angel, I'll pay forty. Oh um, so and then four colorless tap, uh, create an XX black minion creature token where X is like paid his friction processor enters the battlefield. Yeah, it's so like this is like a perfect me card because it's so risky. <laughs> <laughs> You can put 20 into it and not get a single point of damage out. Correct. <laughs> right? But if you can and you have a 21-21 unblockable, it's so good. It's so good. And I have a spare. There so, you go. So um, last night when I was dicking around with this, I would like was like, wait a minute. And <laughs> I was going to swap in a bunch of cards and resend it out, but... It's not worth it. But so, this is one of the ones and, that's, and that's going funny in. funny because I was actually cutting the Calus Dismissal for that as well. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that was my personal recommendation. Uh, my under 50, I'm actually surprised you don't have this card in here. And we've talked about this card before. But I'm cutting Eternal Skylord yeah. because we're getting rid of the MS yeah, cards. Fair, fair. Uh, and we're going to put in Chasm Skulker. Oh, sure. So Chasm Skulker is a We've blue talked about this card so many yeah, times. But in this deck, I think it works so good. Two colorless blue, yeah. creature, squid horror, 1-1. One, one. 
Whenever you draw a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Chasm Skulker. As we kind of talked about, pull from tomorrow's, and you have a few other yep. X, draw a draw bunch of cards. Rhystic studies in here yep. by yep. one copy. I mean, I you think, have yeah. the traditional how to draw extra cards. Sure. So this guy is probably going to be at least six plus one, plus one counters sure. on it. Maybe yeah. seven before it dies. But then when it dies, create X, one, one, blue squid creature tokens with Island Walk, where X is the number of plus one, plus one counters that Chasm Skulker had. And then when he dies... You'll just make a copy of it from yeah, the yard, and then, and then you bring it back, and then you'll do it again. So, but I think like this. So, uh, this is not. This is a go wide card, right? So, like, yeah. And so, like, I like it, and I think it's. I think this card's really good, especially in blue draw decks. Yeah. So, like, I'm on board with it. Um, but it, and especially well, Panharmonica I wouldn't do anything with this one. But um, that's where it gets tricky, right? Because yeah. then you're like, ah, uh, like. I think if I was going to go wider and just have my commander for like the one big guy sure. again, this card is really good. Yeah, it's probably still pretty good. It's certainly better than Eternal Skywalker. Right, anyway, you can cut it. <laughs> but um, this card's also kind of creeping up in price two two bucks, which is that's a lot for like this card finds a home. But it's, this has also been one of the ones where it's kind of been like in and out of decks and kind yeah. of passed around. I mean, I think this is the kind of card that <laughs> as you're building your insert blue deck yeah. whatever it just has a home yeah and then right. it's probably one of the first ones you cut out yeah something totally, better comes totally out agree. for it uh but no i think in this deck you know with your anointed procession right that's really good if you find decide to do the divine visitation yes then that squids yeah. just become infinitely can, yeah, better so you can like you can make it so you could do like the divine visitation uh style and then just run all token creators right yeah. and go that way um so i'm actually going to cut one of my token creators. Oh. So I'm actually going to cut Finale of Glory. Interesting. Which is the thing, which is what we've been talking about, right? Yeah. Of how, like, the go wide versus the go tall. Sure. I think that card's really good, right? Um, and it's a great game ender. Yeah. But and it's a mana sink. It's a, it's a great mana sink, um, which I don't really have a ton of in here. But I'm going to cut this for the coiliest of worms. We're talking. I was gonna do coil more coil engine, engine, but I was like, no, we no, talk but, about it all the time. No, we've all, we really only talked about it once. Really, and it, it was only in your populate deck. And since this is tokenary, <laughs> wow, <laughs> just wow, <laughs> it's a thing. As you can tell, we're we're running on half of our cylinders yes. at this point. Um, I, uh, my brain is eating itself. <laughs> um, so worm coil engine six for a six six artifact creature worm death touch lifelink when it dies get a three three colorless worm artifact with death touch three three with, with lifelink. I think this card is so good in here because it does both. It does if you can make token copies of it itself. It's a big. I mean, you don't have creature. to sell me on worm coil engine. <laughs> the card's bananas in any. Why wouldn't you want yeah, it's, it in any? It's deck so that you make? yeah, it is. But I'm saying so like I agree with that, but. I'm of the I'm of the thing where it's like I wouldn't put it into any deck just because it's a good card. It has and then to you like, write has replication like, it. Jesus, that's what I'm saying. Like it's really really good in this deck, right? Or using token copy, yeah. the, art, the artisan would be a great target for it because yeah. then you get the baby you get the babies out of it. So <laughs> in this, it's a great card. Period. In this deck specifically, it's insanely good. So that's the one. I usually don't try to do this. My last one also is kind of cute. I'm gonna try to see if I can think of something in my beer soaked brain before you go. <laughs> But oh no, I'm done. That's it. Well, yeah, because we had the same. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so that we can be we can be quick here. Um, I'm gonna cut a Eternal Skylord, which we've talked about. Yep. For, oh, I'm just gonna cut it for land tax. Oh, <laughs> boo! You suck. I know, but land tax. This 
This, oh, you might as well just put smothering type in. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's. I just couldn't like like we said. We talked about this off mic. I went to EDH Rec and put it on expensive. It said, "Here are the cards you should have in your deck." I had all of them. And none of them were expensive. <laughs> also true. Yeah. So especially if I'm gonna do what I want to with this deck, which I think is do more of like the go. You no, know you don't tall. have that many basic lands. You only got eleven. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm getting all of them. <laughs> but my so uh, even with that, this deck. If I want to change it to the what I want to do, where it's like that go narrow, sure. Those creatures cost more, and this is just the best way to make sure you're hitting your land drops in these in these colors. Enough said. Hmm. So that's like if I wanted to do that wider thing with a three that CMC, which is already high, yeah, it's certainly only gonna go higher, yeah, right. So being able to consistently hit your land drop is really important. In this deck, this deck is sort of weird because you you wanted to hit that mid range. We don't want it to go much longer because you start running out of gas to control players sure. or like the Nekazars of the world and that sort of thing. So this will help propel you into the game. Um, and I only have one copy of this card and it makes me really sad. So, <laughs> so I know it's lame. I just, but like I was looking, it's like the quasi duplicate would have been a good one. And had I remembered that card existed, I probably would have put that in instead of land tax. But yeah. You know, but hey, yeah, here, here, we here, here, here we are. So cool. th that's it. That's it for me. Unfortunately, with the with the capping. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway provided by Level One Gaming. We're going to be giving away a Ferris Beyond Death bundle. Those sweet ones that at the time of this recording, we're not sure if it's going to come <laughs> with the full art lands. Kind of hope they do. Oh, man. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be real sweet to enter. It's extremely simple. Really just promote the podcast on the site. Uh, you're going to get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media. We're going to announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News on February 4th and social media soon after. Um, and yes, we're going to be doing giveaways every single month. It could be a sweet little bundle like this. It could, in the past, we've done decks. It could be a sweet card. Really just depends on what level one gaming provides. Um, but you know what? You could also leave us feedback on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave some of that positive feedback and a five-star review because that, hey, makes the <laughs> the interwebs yeah. and the connections yeah, the of two. It's a series of tubes, you see. Uh, it connects other people to our series of tubes, so that way they can listen to us. Um, and if you'd like to reach out to us and find more ways that you can enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comma Number Five, all spelled out except for the five on Twitter. Uh, Big Tuck, how can they reach uh, you? You actually can. Believe it or not, I know. I uh, I am part of the Twitterverse. It's actually I, I gotta admit it's actually been pretty fun. So it's <laughs> uh, like for nothing. Yeah, I know. Whatever. The technology waits for no man. Come and get you. Uh, you reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well we also have a sweet website cmdtower.com you can find us on facebook at cmd tower uh charlie mathis delta tower uh if you want to engage our fantastic production team for your own future projects how would they do that squee oh you can find me on facebook or instagram at rich chaos records you can go to richchaosrecords.com you can find me on the twitter at dear squee or you can find me now at Dear Squee at cmdtower.com. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Email. We have emails now. If you want oh, to send me right. something? Maybe it's a question you got that's a little more, you know, sensitive. Shoot us to the email inbox so not everybody can see it. Yeah, well, I, 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 you can also reach me and Big Tuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can just reach me at, or I guess it's not at, yeah. but Mr. Comma number five at CMD Tower or uh, Big Tuck at CMD Tower as well. Um, but you know what? Rich Cast Records, they do podcasts. They can work with you remotely. Uh, if you are local in the KC metro area or even coming into town for like a Magic Fest in the future. Or maybe uh, for a debate. 
or for the debate, uh, you can go ahead and book uh, sessions to come on site. You can bang some drums and, and do all the shenanigans. Uh, if you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. And when you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so they know that you came from the collective. I can also say that uh, Mr. Camo's talked in the past about their TCG store. I was actually on it earlier today or yesterday. It looks great. Like, it's so yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's phenomenal. Outside of their own storefront, they also have a TCG store just like Big Talk was talking about and they boast an over 99% accuracy rating and they have incredibly competitive prices uh, which is very very refreshing because we're all cheapskates uh, <laughs> we also have a uh, the sweet CMD tower playmat and sleeves as well as everything else you need from an MTG and other game perspective Another way you can support the the cast and the site is head over to patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have several different reward tiers to as simple as Discord access or even getting a guest spot on the podcast with your own sweet, sweet brew. Um, and of course, thank you again to Pink Royal for the music they provide in the beginning at the end of our episodes. Big Tuck, any last thoughts on Timmet Vizier of Tokens? Uh, no, but I can say I am ready for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will echo that. See ya. Yeah.